if you're not looking after the conversion tracking and the data that is fed into your creatives and into your ad platforms, none of it matters. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing-focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. I want to start this episode by giving a little shout out to someone with the Twitter handle Izzy Rosenzweig, who said some lovely, lovely, lovely things about the podcast on Twitter. So Izzy, thank you so much for saying lovely things about the podcast on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening too. It's great to have you out there tuning in. And I hope this episode helps you as much as the other ones have. If you want a shout out, say something nice about me somewhere and I'll give you a shout out on an episode too. Now, this month, we are all about digital advertising. We're doing kind of a roundup of what's been going on in digital advertising this year, covering some channels you may not yet be advertising on, like uh, last week's TikTok episode. We're also covering some of the, the big trends that are going on in digital advertising, like iOS 17 and the privacy updates, which is what this episode is all about. So we are joined by not one, but two phenomenal digital advertisers. I think they probably want me to not describe them quite so simply, but they are super clever at what they're doing in this space. And they are here providing some very practical, very pragmatic advice, both on how to kind of mentally handle all these changes, but also what we actually need to do to survive and thrive with our digital advertising, not just in 2023, but for many years beyond. Fascinating things to think about. It's probably going to be some stuff here you haven't done yet, but it's going to give you a really clear guidance on where you should be focusing to improve those advertising performances in the coming months and years. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because my guests are sharing their quickfire insider tips to help with digital ads generally and they're each giving you an insider tip. So you're getting two answers to each of those insider tip questions and then I'll finish up by giving you my take on it all and outlining some other free ways we can help you improve your digital advertising even more. So make sure you stay tuned right to the very end. Do you want more from your paid ad campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to no performance improvements? If that sounds familiar, it's because the game has changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And... Right now, they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimizing listeners looking to get more sales and better returns online. Only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so don't delay. Get your free consultation now. Head over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox and let Digital Gearbox show you the true power of PPC. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? 
We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. In this episode, I'm chatting with digital advertising experts Helga and Wesley. Helga Alvarez is the CTO and Wesley Hartley is the Chief Revenue Officer at LEAF. They and the rest of the LEAF team are specialists in driving superior digital performance for D2C brands right the way from ad click through to purchase. Hello, Helga. Hi, hi, Chloe. Thank you for having us. Great to have you here. And hello, Wesley. Hello. Thank you for having us. Brilliant to have not just one mind, but two minds on this big, complicated topic. But before we start talking about Apple operating systems, how did you get into digital advertising? Wes, I'll come to you first on this one. Cut very long story short, I've had a thousand right angle turns in, in my career. Everything from music to venture capital to social investment. But yeah, Leaf started about eight, eight or nine years ago now as a music app. I've got family in Costa Rica, Gilbert and Helga, the other founders are from Costa Rica. Long story short, but we managed to bump into each other in, in Newcastle upon time. I was in music. They were building a music app. Helga's background, Helga formerly was the lead iOS developer at Grindr. And Gil, our CEO, was, yeah, big product brain for Intel and Microsoft and the Korean government and things like that. So, yeah, they were building a new music platform. I joined the team and then pretty much as a team maker and someone making playlists. And none of us had any experience in digital advertising in any way. And we approached... Yeah, we approached it as a an engineering, a software engineering challenge. So we had an app. The app was called Leaf Music, grew to be one of the top 10 music apps in the world, above SoundCloud and Deezer. In, and we were pretty much the top music app in, in Latin America. And we achieved that through, yeah, approaching digital marketing as, a, as an engineering challenge. So we built some very raw technology, some scripts that would help us test lots and lots of audiences against lots of creative combinations at scale, like a big marketing particle accelerator, smashing audiences and creatives into each other. And then it would automatically move the budget around the best performing combinations. This was before campaign budget optimization in, in Facebook. And it was in the pretty much the wild west days when advertising on Facebook was super cheap. So we used to do the one pound test on lots of different creatives. And then we, through this kind of iteration at scale, we managed to bring our cost of acquisition down from pounds to about seven cents and then scaled to millions of monthly active users, at which point Facebook reached out to us at the time, did a Facebook on, on, on Leaf Music, which you can find on Facebook for developers, leaf.fm. And then we had a center page spread in Bloomberg, like something like changing the music industry from an attic in Newcastle. And we were totally blagging it. I just thought everybody was doing what we were doing um, and then started to realize actually everybody's not doing that actually. And, and everybody's still at, at the time, because it was so easy to advertise on Facebook. I think everybody just forgot the basic principles of marketing, like know your audience, know your customer, measure refine and, and and all this stuff and we, we kind of mainly through gill and help 
their engineering brains who like a lot of structure. I'm a very chaotic, unstructured person and, and a bit of a the mouthpiece, as you, as you can probably guess. We just refined and kind of built our own methodology out of pure naivety. Fast forward a few years, realized music, nobody wants to make any money in music and the only people who can make money in music are like the top 1% of the top 1%. And brands started reaching out to us. So we started working with Foot Asylum and Go Compare. And it was simpler, easier, more money. And so we kind of morphed into an agency, not an agency, an agency for for, for D2C e-commerce brands. Um, and now we're yeah, an, entirely focused on uh, e-commerce brands. Well, there's about three podcasts worth of questions I've got off the back <laughs> of that, I reckon. <laughs> But uh, but we'll try and uh, we'll try and resist going down all of those routes. But I think probably the the biggest the biggest piece in what oh, amazing story and very very cool how you you know you proved the case study in one industry and are now leveraging the similar philosophy I suppose rather than the exact same tech um, across a totally different industry and and like I say it's all about finding an industry where there's actually some money that can pay you but I think the for me the the, the key to what you're saying was everyone forgot how to be marketers during the Facebook ads growth uh listeners you can't see uh Helga and Wesley right now but they are both nodding nodding very meaningfully along with this it's like we've kind of got oh oh we actually have to do marketing we can't just chuck some money at the algorithm and watch the watch the sales come through which I think it's interesting, is it still, given, you know, we are, we will get into the iOS 17 stuff in a second or two, but, and Helga, maybe this is a question for you, but feel free to bat it to Wesley if, if you want to, but is it, I spend a lot of my time talking about this big shift as being we need to pay more attention to the creative, but Leaf, you're still very much focused on the technical side of things. So is there still a big opportunity on the technical ad approach to deliver results in this new world we find ourselves in? Yeah, my technical opinion into this is that things at Facebook specifically change so quickly that you need to keep adapting, you know, like between the things, you know, like change. As a matter of a fact, some code that we built let's say two years ago is no longer relevant today right alongside with facebook sdks and then the reporting of the box and all the things that facebook has you know like i i do think that there is a space for you to make use of their apis and make a business that can be automated with a big percentage of it but here's the tricky thing that you need to be on top of, you know, like of all the libraries, right? Why? Because, you know, like what it used to be working perhaps a year ago, it can, it might not work uh, as of today. So, you know, you need to have a team that can be reading pretty much ever since the, a blog post happens into, into the developer side on Facebook just so they go and read and then they they have the latest updated libraries and so on i love the way you've explained it there because it's like yeah there's still a huge place for the technical play but it's not create the code and forget it which i think is where we were before but let's rather i'm not up to like four podcasts worth of questions with you two this is excellent but let's 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 now actually address our topic at hand 
iOS updates within the whole privacy changes cookie data world we're now living in arguably good for the consumer for the individual but endless headaches for those of us in the marketing space and over the summer there's been the announcement of the iOS 17 updates which as we're recording this is starting to have an impact um, we're starting to need ways to 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 deal with it and or to manage it and they're only going to get bigger as we go through into the autumn as more and more consumers download and accept iOS 17. So Helga, as our technical lead on this podcast episode, can you explain what these iOS 17 updates actually are? And then Wes, I'll come to you for the impact that's having in the advertising space. So Helga, what what is iOS 17? Yeah, yeah. So I guess pretty much this is the second wave of privacy as, as strong as it is, because, you know, like uh, some years back with iOS 14, we had you know, something similar to this. And I guess like in this regard, right, like just to give a little bit of context, last month, meaning uh, in June, Apple during their WWDC, they announced they were going to do some changes in the way that when you share a link, right, the parameters from the, the, the link could be removed. Now, the problem with these is that it makes it even more difficult to track the user journey across multiple touches, right, uh, on an e-com experience. For instance, on Google, you have the G-Clip, right, uh, which at the end of the day, it will identify, like in, for, for one way or another, the user in front of this. Now, with these new anti-tracking system that is being called by Apple linking tracking protection, it will stop from any marketer to have this ID being shared. So also it's fair to say that these will not only affect iOS 17, but would also uh, affect Mac OS Sonoma which this is the new OS software that Mac will release once come like everything is released. Quote unquote good news is that the new changes are gonna be only happening in school Safari private browsing, uh, messages and mail. Now there is a big caveat into this. If the customer is savvy enough or if the user is savvy enough, they might enable this through all their browsing, but you know, like at least out of the box, this solution will affect uh, mail messages and the Safari private browsing. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's not as big a shift as the original shift was, but it's it's kind of like a pointing us in the direction of what's to come, and. And really interesting, you're the first person I've heard talking about the fact it's going to be coming out on Mac operating system as well as the mobile operating system. So that's a a big one for us all to be aware of as well. So Wesley, let's talk practicalities now. What impact are we anticipating? Are we already seeing this having on our advertising activity? I think it's just to pebble in the bucket of this move towards just chipping away at all the little you know, pieces of data and information that we can that we can pass that can help us track 
user. You know, what we're interested in really is, is understanding what events people have done on a website. Yeah, this, we're not bothered about tracking people across multiple websites. You know, when we're working with our clients, we just want to send somebody from an ad platform, send them into a website and then just track the events across that website. But the UTM, which this, this affects, which is an urchin tracking module. I don't know why it's named like that. It's a, another shot across the bow. And I think UTMs, you know, I can just see, you know, down the road that UTMs will just become just another thing of the past and everything is becoming more hashed and more anonymized. And that, that's fine, actually, Facebook. You know, Facebook and Google are, are amazing for all the bad press they get. They're amazing at hashing and protecting billions of people's data. And I can imagine the amount of cyber attacks that are happening on the on these platforms and the amount of kind of stringent rules around personally identifiable information that you can pass from a website back to our platforms, for example. There's, there's lots of restrictions around that. But again, it's just if you're in the business of SMS marketing and you're using UTMs for, for SMS stuff and they're going to be stripping the G cleared or the F B cleared or whatever, out of those, that's going to impact attribution. Attribution, impacting attribution affects targeting. It affects decision-making around how to allocate ad spend across audiences, across creatives, across channels. So so the, the, the impact is, is it was felt much more acutely from iOS 14. I mean, that was a seismic change in the industry and fundamentally changed how we launched campaigns and how we reported on campaigns and demographic conversion data disappeared and then all of a sudden it's come back and we're just we're just used to the changes and I think a lot of people I hear a lot of people trying to they're trying to think of a way to circumvent this stuff and get around it or or swim against the tide forget about it there's, there's no way around this and you know my advice to, to people out there would be if you're in performance marketing know your customers know your numbers and know where you're spending your budget in terms of product, channel, campaign objective, what you are optimizing for, and then measure the effect on the money out. You know, we've got a, one of our colleagues always talks about money in, money out, you know, uh, and that'll never change. And, he, and he's right. You know, you, you, you're going to be spending money and there's money going to be coming into the business. If you can track how much you're spending against product, product categories on different channels, on different objectives within those channels, different campaign types, you can still make smart decisions about how to allocate spend. And, and this is all about, you know, impacts ad spend efficiency and what every performance market in the world wants to know is like, you know, with confidence, where should I be placing my budget and what data should I trust? But if you're structuring your campaigns properly with proper naming conventions and, and, and you and against the right kind of bid strategies, the right kind of objectives against the right type of product and you're structuring it and splitting it out. You've still got a lot of control. Most companies struggle with data management. With data management comes the signal and the visualization. The strategy bit in the middle, I think, you know, marketers generally and performance markets and people out there, they've always been good at that bit and the creative bit, but the science bit around the two ends of the spectrum, signal and the, and the answers bit, is becoming much more uh, to the. It's just moved much more to the to the center. And I think I think you asked a question previously about the technical part and how creative is really important. Creative is really important on social channels, which are visual channels, right? But 
none of it matters. You can be the best button pusher in the world, the best copywriter in the world, the best designer. You can have the best ads. If you are not looking after the signal, if you're not looking after the conversion tracking and the data that is fed into your creatives and into your ad platforms, none of it matters. So this is why, as a performance agency, we feel our USP, what we really, really take care of is the is the signal part of it at the start because that is can make or break success in an instance. Somebody, a web development agency, clumsily updates your website and removes your data layer and your conversion tracking and you're spending £30,000 a day and you've got a junior in the account who just can't figure out like why everything stopped performing. It might take you two weeks to figure it out. And we see that time and time again. We've never come across a website that we've looked at where the conversion tracking isn't broken 100% of the time across thousands of sites that we've looked at because it just breaks all the time. And I think looking after the signal, looking after the elements in that chain from ad click to purchase is, is really important. So yeah, create is one of those elements, but signal is something that's going to help you optimize your, your creatives. And then on the flip side is, is answers, right? You're going to need to understand how do you structure your data to make smarter decisions about create performance, channel performance, campaign performance. Uh, and I think now marketers are having to be much more technical uh, instead of just being good copywriters and understanding that there's a human being at the end of it, a computer buying this stuff. Got you. So I, there's an awful lot you two have just given us there, but I, I'm going to summarize it really bluntly <laughs> into, into a couple of things. So tell me, if I'm in the right lane or if I've massively misunderstood. So first off, we shouldn't be running around like headless chickens because of iOS 17. This is just a continuation on the path we're already on and it's not something to get properly freaked out about. Yes or no? Correct. Okay, cool. And then secondly, what we need to do is feed the algorithm that sits behind the scenes that we can't tap into, be it Facebook's algorithm or Google's algorithm or someone else's algorithm, we need to feed that algorithm with as much data as possible, which is where the signals and the APIs come in. And that enables them to do a good job for us because they've got more data than we than they're allowed to show us, basically. Exactly. And they, they use statistical modeling now. So that's why I think iOS 14, everyone was like, oh, it was terrible. And the performance is terrible. And then it got kind of better and better over over time, I know there was loads of macro stuff happening around the edges, say the edges, like, you know, that little thing called the pandemic. But with the little data that we're getting now, and this kind of, we're past the summit of peak marketing data, and we're heading down the other side rapidly. With the little data that is available, you just need to make sure you're getting as much of it as is compliant. And most people just aren't. Server-side tracking, data layer, making sure you've got browser with server, making sure you're monitoring this stuff and fixing it and having specialists doing it instead of just nothing wrong with web devs, but they are not signal processing specialists. It's like getting a plumber to do your lecky. Like, yeah, they're pretty handy. They're going to be able to do a decent job, but sooner or later your lights are going to blow because you've had an amateur do a job that a specialist should have done. And so looking after the signal, we, we go to brands so many times and say, oh, you, you, your performance agency, did, did they look after your conversion tracking? And they're just like, no. Well, how can they be looking after your performance if they're not looking after the, the very thing that feeds them? But I think just back to your point on creative, creative now has got to take the algorithm by the hand. 
much more. You need to get people to self-select. So your creative, if it doesn't identify, if it's not really clear who your product's for and who you're aiming it at through the visual concept, the format, the messaging, then it's not going to be, think about it, it's not going to be clear to the to the algorithm because all that they're doing is looking at your creative and then just measuring the engagement with that creative and, and then they're just serving it to more people who who are converting or engaging. They use on-platform metrics and off-platform metrics such as, you know, the conversion tracking stuff. So just make it really obvious, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a bag and you want and, and your core audience is between the age of like 20 to 35 and it's female, then put a 20 to 35 year old female in your ad with the bag and make the bag really clear and the person really clear and have people self-select. So it's really clear. It's like, this is not for me, This is, but this is for me. And I think that taking the algorithm by the hand thing and creative and being bolder with creative execution and much more obvious people try and get far too clever with it and they just get away from the basic principles of of, of marketing yeah that was going to be my third one was going to be we just need to be better marketers as well well look wesley and helga thank you so much for hopefully easing our minds about ios 17 but also putting a whole load of extra stuff on the to-do list but good stuff on the to-do list clear stuff on the to-do list um listeners remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on helga and wesley's insider tips on digital advertising and they're each giving an answer to each of the four questions so it's like double bubble today and you'll also hear if you listen to the end my suggestions for four more free resources to help you improve things even further with your digital advertising in the rest of 2023. Do you want more from your paid ad campaigns this year? Are you tired of disappointing results? Are your optimizations delivering low to no performance improvements? If that sounds familiar, it's because the game has changed, which means you need a chat with my friends at Digital Gearbox. They are masters in the art of pay-per-click marketing. Their expert team have helped transform businesses around the world with tried and tested strategies that actually get results. And... Right now, they're offering a free one-on-one consultation to 10 ambitious Keep Optimising listeners looking to get more sales and better returns online. Only 10 of you can get this brilliant offer, so don't delay. Get your free consultation now. Head over to keepopt.com forward slash digital gearbox and let Digital Gearbox show you the true power of PPC. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-W-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. Okay, Helga and Wesley, so far we've gone deep into iOS 17. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of digital advertising. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with digital advertising, which of course does include everything, everything we've already been talking about. So are you guys ready for these? Yes. 
Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to get nodding faces. So let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? And Helga, I'm going to come to you first for each of these. So um, what's your newbie tip? Even if you are not from the marketing industry, there is a space for you if you ask the right questions. So it doesn't matter like if you if you want to start in the industry, I do think that the best case for you is to stay curious, right? And because how the industry changes so fast, you need to be thirsty of keeping up with the documentation, keeping up with the news. There is always a space, even though you might not come from it, because that was my case. I love that. Stay curious. Okay. Hel- uh, sorry, not Helga. Wesley, what's your uh, answer to the newbie top tip? For newbies, you just need to know that the marketing industry out of nearly any other industry I've been in is full of total and utter blaggers who pretend to know a lot and they know shit. And the smartest people I know, one of them is on this podcast and the other one is my other business partner, Gil are the people who taught me how to ask all the dumbest questions and they're the smartest people in the room and they ask the stupidest, most obvious questions and I'm the type of person who would just be like, I'm just going to stick quiet, pretend that I know what they're talking about. It's the wrong thing to do. Ask questions and I think it just goes to Helga's point of stay, stay curious. This industry moves so quickly. Everybody is starting from, from the same position every day and having to learn everything anew every day. So, yeah, and learn the basics. There's so much hot air in the industry as well. You have to constantly keep questioning. And I'm sure there's a lot of blog posts and podcasting around saying iOS 17 is going to be the end of digital advertising. And hopefully we've given the sensible, pragmatic advice to help people feel less freaked out by it today. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Um, Helga, you're up first again. I think it's to keep up with the latest trends, specifically kind of like know, for instance, the web health of your of your website, you know, like what are the latest you know, things that you can do to improve the conversion rate. So many people just focus on what happens in the ad platform and totally forget about the website. So love that. Um, Wesley, you? Signal conversion tracking. Just start there. Make sure that make sure that's good. Uh, and everything else should. You, you can pretty much learn everything else, but get a specialist in to do that. Yeah, get the data right, people. That's what we're saying. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend, Helga? Everyone listening to this podcast, I think it is a really good idea to start using AI tools. Some of them are free. Some of them are under the tier of $50. But it's something that I think as a, as a society, especially on the marketing side of things, we need to get used to that it is here and it's not going anywhere and the more that we advance the more that the systems are gonna help us i like that just get get happy and friendly with ai yeah it's um so easy to not <laughs> uh, wesley your your cheap or free resource please cheapest oldest freest resource nothing to do with ai is talk to someone who knows what they're talking about 
I've learned more from yeah my colleagues the past seven years than trying to do any kind of pre-courses youtube videos and internet really just sitting next to someone and asking questions those dumb questions to people to the experts and you'll learn you'll learn more in five minutes than trying to figure it out on youtube for you know five years loving the simplicity and the coherence that's coming out between your tips here very impressed guys uh finally crystal ball time what's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for helga what's in your crystal ball we need to be prepared for be resilient this is just the tip of the iceberg on all these things about privacy. You know, like even Safari making proposals to WW3, things are not going to get simpler. And instead of complaining, you know, like we need to take a look at what to do with attribution, but not, you know, like it is what it is, right? This is the way that it's going to be. And the future might look even worse right in terms of the data that you can gather but you need to play what you have yeah yeah definitely get over the worrying about it and the complaining about it because it's not like any of us have any power to change it i think yeah get used i love love your answer there helga thank you um wesley can you top that with your crystal ball the ad platforms are moving very very quickly towards total seeding of the control of targeting to the ad platform itself. Uh, loads of people are trying to fight against this and they're still stuck in that whole granular way of targeting, but have a funnel structure and then just control your budget against products, against audience, and people at different stages of the journey. And you can't really go you can't really go wrong. So I think, yeah, just get used to going broader and going, you know, think Google's going into like this broader topics based stuff. So yeah, just just get used to seeding that control and focus on the stuff you can control. Brilliant. Thank you both so much for giving us so many kind of big things and small things to think about as we've been through the episode today. It's been really fascinating learning from you. We are very nearly at the end of the show. So Wes, I think you've, you've got the joy of doing uh, the bit where you tell everyone a little bit more about Leaf and where they can get in contact with you if they've got questions. So could you do that for us, please? Sure. Yeah. So uh, Leaf, we're, we're performance intelligence specialists. So we provide services and technology for people, for companies, consumer brands to help make smarter decisions about marketing budget allocation. So if you're looking for performance marketing support across creative channel management and execution, web development uh, and conversion tracking, then we can help with that. We've also got a platform called Leaf Grow. Uh, you can find more information about LeafGrow at leafgrow.io. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And um, guys, thank you so much for sparing the time to come on the show. It's been really lovely catching up with you both. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us, Chloe. Cheers. So I know that felt like an awful lot of new and big stuff to have to tackle, but Really, it does just drill down to those three things we're talking about towards the end of the main part of the interview there, which is you don't need to freak out. There's no point in freaking out about the iOS 17 changes or the changes to the ad platforms. There's nothing we can do about it. We need to roll with it. We need to take it on board, just as they were saying throughout the top tips. Ask the questions, get to understand it, be ready to learn this new way of doing things. Uh, secondly, 
feed the algorithm, whether you're feeding it by sending through all the right conversion data and, and signals from your website, or whether you're giving it the best creative that's going to appeal to the audience, you need to feed that algorithm so it can work for you. So it can do its best possible job for you. And then we need to become better marketers, both with how we're allocating our budgets, how we're tracking the performance of things and how we are pulling that creative together. When you think of it that way, it's fairly simple. It's fairly straightforward. Yeah, there's some new stuff to learn. But um, as Helga was saying there, this is going to carry on. This is our future now. So we need to, to embrace it. And the sooner you do that, the easier life will be quite frankly, and loads of great detail from them both there on how to actually get into some of the nitty gritty stuff. And you can find the links to the things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our special direct episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct episode page. Once you get to the website, please do add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then you can check out the rest of our digital advertising month by going to keepopt.com forward slash advertising. Or if you scroll up your podcast episode feed, you will see our other episodes on digital advertising, our episodes on Google ads and our episodes on Facebook ads, because we've done a month on each of those this year already. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the show, because I know many people are a bit stressed out, a bit confused about what to do at the moment. I think this episode's really, really going to help them work out what they need to do next and help them improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. So please do do share it around a bit. Have a great week, all of you, and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Find the latest e-commerce tech at keepopt.com forward slash tech.